Hello, dear friends. Welcome to our conversation, to our next episode. And this episode I'm dedicating to reminder about a deeper practice of yoga, uh, something what is beyond uh, physical, how it is widely perceived nowadays. So as in, I had a lot of conversations uh, with people who would say they practice yoga for many months or many years. Uh, with that, by practicing yoga, they would mean uh, doing physical exercises, uh, certain breathing techniques which is great it is important but it is certain physical positions um, it's only a very small part of yoga discipline yoga science so that's why i decided it's 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 important to reminder all of us to remind all of us about um, what what is actually foundation of uh, yoga lifestyle uh, what is that uh, what does that mean to be a yoga practitioner I will refer to um, one of the uh, important scriptures one of the most important scriptures on yoga ever written um, is uh, Yoga Sutras by great yogi uh, Sri uh, Patanjali. It was written centuries ago, but it doesn't mean it cannot be implied nowadays, especially uh, something what uh, I would like to share with you today. Uh, it's just as relevant nowadays it and it just goes beyond time so patanjali in his in his uh, book yoga sutras placed asana only on the third on, on as, as a third limb as he described the whole system as the whole discipline to self-realization to achievement that ultimate unity with divine realization of self in eight steps and he placed asana which is a physical aspect only on the third uh, on the third uh, step as a third limb so the first two limbs are yama and niyama so first five yogic principles let's say yama is a certain yogic principle uh, these five principles they are universal they are not whether you practice whether you yoga practitioner or not these are practices these are principles they are universal uh, for they can be implied at any time in any religion in any culture in any age so let us uh, go into a deeper understanding of every principle and try our best daily to practice, to put into practice and embody and to, to embody a deeper understanding of every, every yogic principle. So 
let us now focus and get into the first principle. First principle is ahimsa, non-violence, attitude of non-violence, non-harming. It might be very obvious, right? And a lot of people, they will say that they do not harm. By harming, a lot of people might understand, well, I do not hurt physically anyone, so I don't do any harm. Though so, so this principle goes beyond physical harming, go, goes deeper. By ahimsa means non-harming in thoughts, words and actions so non-harming in words is um, being rude right um, gossiping uh, saying something very disrespectful even if other person can't hear us but we are being disrespectful in words uh, we are still harming Ourself and the other person. So, to practice in words for us, it's it goes a little bit more difficult. Really, to watch, to watch our words. Words just is is very powerful energy. Words have a power to create or destroy. So, let us be a little bit more mindful and practice ahimsa, non-violent words. Uh, non-violent communication try not to harm and even harder to practice non-violence in our thoughts violent thoughts could be judgment towards self or others jealousy comparison uh, all kind of all kind of thoughts would which would anyway disturb the inner peace of self or, and others so trying best to watch to watch our thoughts it doesn't mean that if you're not following this principle that we should feel guilty it's not about that it's not about suppressing all of that no it's just becoming a little bit more aware of what is happening in our thoughts trying to to harm as less as possible to, because uh, to live in our life and not to harm at all it's not possible it's almost impossible to do that because we will harm somehow in a different way we might harm we might kill a fly we might kill ant knowing or not knowing right even sometimes um, <clears throat> cutting the plant cutting the tree it is a harm as well right so but with that we want to develop that attitude of compassion and try our best step by step day by day to to harm as less as possible and to be as more compassionate in our thoughts, words and actions. So this is very basic principle in yoga. This is yoga. If, if, if we master this principle, we already great yogis. 
right? So otherwise, we can do all kind of impressive physical performance and standing in all kind of postures. But if we being judgmental, if we being rude, if we being disrespectful, um, we are going. Uh, we are going against to this very main principle. I would say it's a principle of the basic principle of life, right? Trying to harm as less as possible. Also, another way to imply this principle: try to lose, uh, to use as less uh, single-use plastic, right? Trying to produce as less. Um, waste and all kind of ways ways and in in the same time to be very compassionate to those who still do that right so for uh, and so and judgment non-judgment attitude probably is the hardest for ours for humans because somehow we are very addicted there is a certain addiction to judgment it's very hard really never 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 not not to judge but we want to try okay we want to place an effort there and do our best really so this is a little bit about non-violence ahimsa principle the very first principle of yoga yogic life style second principle is satya truthfulness honesty truthful again in thoughts in words and in our actions so we want to be as aligned as possible so our thoughts should be aligned with our words should be aligned with our actions so being honest with ourselves and with others honesty with the self really so this principle it's they are not enough to just accumulate and know them these principles are important when we practice and embody them so trying to take that deeper and to continue contemplate and every time as we grow as we mature these principles they will take a deeper uh, deeper and more expanded uh, meaning so satya truthfulness honesty so we want to be as much as honest with others to speak our truth but here is a moment when we speak our truth with others and we, we and we are honest with others we want to remember the very first principle non-harming because sometimes truth will hurt uh, not it's not about even hurting truth will harm truth will be violent for someone so sometimes we um, people are not inviting our truth so here these principles they are we need to be very wise to imply these principles right sometimes uh, we can be 
very straightforward. Oh, I just need to say truth into the face of that person. But that person didn't invite our truth. He did not ask for our truth. So we might harm, right? So we can be very gentle. And sometimes there are very gentle situations in our life then we should not say truth. But again, it is, it is so subtle. It is so um, really trying to understand that this principle should go along with non-harming, with trying not, uh, not, to be, um, not to be violent against self and, uh, and others. So being honest, speaking, acting our truth without, uh, without harming self and others. Next principle is Asteya, third yogic principle and is very much universal principle applies to everyone everywhere in the world and all times non-stealing uh, literally it could mean uh, do not take something what doesn't belong to you and again it might seem very obviously a lot of us we don't steal money, we don't steal things, and we think that's it, we are masters of these principles, all is clear. So let us go and take a deeper understanding, deeper realization. What does mean stealing? So, and what else can be stealed? So we can steal time by being late and making everyone else wait for us so we can steal time we can steal ideas right and uh, put uh, put these ideas like it's our own or like very simple very simple example for example there is a movie right movie was done and there was a lot of money resources time energy um, a, a lot of people collaborated to create a movie and uh, then and then we go and we just uh, try to watch and find the ways to watch how we can watch that movie for free or download the song for free right or in a lot of ways uh, so we are kind of stealing so we somehow if we taking something we need to make sure that we giving back So this principle is inviting us always to be very honest. And again, all of the principles, they are interconnected, not to harm, right? And if, we, if there is something free for us out there, we want to make sure that we will, in, in some way, we want to energetically to give back. We want to find a way to have that energy balance between giving and receiving. 
So, important principle, let us take deeper look and understanding in which areas in our life is still, maybe there is a disharmony, disbalance between, maybe we took somewhere and we didn't really give back. So, go uh, into the deeper contemplation of this principle, in which areas uh, this principle can be mastered. Fourth yoga principle. Continents are uh, moderation in a way. So there are different meanings. It's very deep, uh, not easy to understand really and not easy to put it into practice. So I'll try to ex explain the way I understand. So principle Brahmacharya. A Brahman could be somehow translated as um, greater than the greatest absolute reality so we also let's be let's take in our mind that every time we translate something from other language especially from such a rich language as sanskrit um their words would somehow could translate in other language might not give the same meaning so Take it into consideration that um, English uh, translators trying to do the best to translate the uh, Yoga Sutras and translate those principles, right? So, um, Brahmacharya. So, Brahman, uh, absolute reality, uh, that's highest um, consciousness, that highest force. And Brahmacharya somehow would mean to walk, to move in awareness of highest reality. In yoga, this principle is uh, known as celibacy or abstinence from, um, from sexual activity. Um, it's not necessary that it's in yoga is nothing where we have to suppress and we have to avoid and we have to bypass things. So it is rather redirecting and using energy wisely. So uh, Brahmachari principle is teaching us, uh, reminding us to use our energy wisely. So... And everything what is being abused, it could be sex, it could be food, it could be sleeping, it could be anything what is being abused uh, and, uh, with, and that's uh, developing addiction to anything, right, is taking, starts really draining all of the energy. And this energy we could direct for our growth, uh, for our development so uh, this uh, I'm using this example from uh, this book yoga sutras and there are uh, a lot there are different yoga um, there is one yoga sutra but with different commentaries I'm using the one and really like it because it gives simple explanation by Reverend Jagannath Carrera so if you will be interested I will I just will um give the uh, the link and the name to this book uh, 
it is given as it's not as easy really to understand yoga sutras um, so it's really more inviting into really deep contemplation taking years to really understand into practice and it requires a guru very wise teacher who would help to understand this scripture so example which is given with regards to brahmachari principle and when the question was given if a yoga practitioner has to uh, stay uh, away from sexual activity and there was a lot of students in the room and they were really interested um, because so it's a big topic right for a lot of people and it's really uh, very challenges challenging to uh, practice celibacy so um and the way it's described in this book that uh, Sri Swamiji um <clears throat> he leaned back his head tilting downward in a gesture that suggested contemplation and after moments he leaned forward looked up and said well and again leaned back the crowd became even more still and attentive. You could feel the anticipation building. Sri Swamiji leaned forward again. I would say... And again he leaned back into his seat and paused. And you really could see uh, the cracking, uh, creaking of seats as a large number of those in attendance leaned forward in anticipation to the answer to this question. So he said, in matters of sex, be efficient. So if be inefficient in energy when we use the energy with regards to everything. So everything which is taking a lot of life force from us should be very wise, moderate and efficient doesn't mean it's to deny it avoid it and suppress it right rather than really use it in a very wise way with a deep with a deep respect with a deep honor and reverence so it's important uh, principle go deeper into uh, into an understanding of this principle Brahmacharya, moving in the awareness of the highest reality, using your energy wisely, invest your energy wisely. The fifth yogic principle, universal principle, Aparigraha, it somehow could be translated as non-greed or non-possessiveness, detachment, non-attachment. So we have a tendency to accumulate to accumulate much more things than we really need, much more clothes than we really need. So this principle is reminding us on healthy simplicity just to have enough 
not to accumulate unnecessary belongings. And there is nothing wrong with belongings here, right? And it's also only not only implies to uh, to things. It's also any form of attachment or possess that that attitude of possessiveness it can be to our body it's in a big way in its very deep way it's developed to people being attached and starting possessing people around us children parents friends our partners so it is very in that sense so it's again a yoga tradition doesn't uh, restrict from have being in a relationship, living in the houses, driving cars, uh, having money, having all of the comfort, have all of that. So problem is not with that. Problem when we get very much identified with that and very much attached with that and all of those things around what we are surrounding us with and people we are surrounding us, what we possess, start to possess us. In a simple example, let's say um, we got a car. Beautiful. Nowadays, we really need a car, right? To uh, make our life more efficient, right? So there is so useful way how we can use it. But if we can't sleep because we afraid that someone can steal the car at night or it's create a certain sense of anxiety, so then that that is a difficulty then it is a creating this uh, a lot of disturbance in our mind and our health same with the people it's beautiful to have a in a beautiful relationship to create a family but when we start to attach ourselves so much and we are afraid that what if that person will leave us what if that person will die? What if will something happen and I will stay and, and I will be left alone? So this is what this principle is about. To practice detachment. That inner sense of freedom and liberation. And to remind ourselves so these things are there for us in order to live. The people in our life in order to experience, to learn in life, not to create anxiety and fear and depressions. So again, it's I'm trying to go very uh, short about every principle. They're much deeper than I'm, I'm trying to explain in this little talk. So it is an invitation, it is a reminder really to go into deeper practice deeper contemplation and embodiment of this principle into your daily life so the next second limb of eight stages of eight limbs of pantanjali system is niyama so i would say they're also quite universal but these principles are especially for those who are practicing yoga for those who are spiritual seekers And uh, first uh, niyama, or it would be sixth yoga principle, is purity, saucha principle, cleanliness, purity. So, importance of keeping our body clean, 
of course outer right clean clean scene from the outer side just as much as inside right from with all of the amount of toxic food we ate so importance of purifying our body importance of purifying house we live in because your environment if you look around yourself now your car your house your bag anything what is surrounding your office it is affecting your mental states if you're living in a very messy house it is affecting you so sometimes it's a great way to clear your mind is really to clean the space you live in sometimes it's just solution as simple so cleanliness and pureness of our body and environment we live in so again we go deeper into this principle and purity of our again and cleanliness of our words how pure our words how clean our words how clean is and pure in our speech there are so many beautiful words there to express how we think, how we feel, how we can express. We are given this gift of speech, humans, right? So why we don't use the richness and use beautiful words, pure words, which makes other people feel pure and beautiful. <clears throat> and purity of our thoughts. Again, all of the, you see that all of the principles are very much interconnected. And all of this principle will come to the very first foundation, which is non-harming, non-violence. So purity of our thoughts. Also, there, there is something like mental toxins, mental impurities. And I just will share from this book and those mental toxins will include thoughts or experiences that have not been completely digest digested. Just as much as food sometimes we, we eat some, some, something, but some food will not be digested and it will stay inside our stomach and it will rot and it will create all kind of toxins, all kind of disease. So just as much as with our thoughts and experiences, if you are not digested it, completely processed it, it will start creating mental toxins, something unresolved or something was not assessed properly or some kind of, you know, judgment was done, some situation happened, someone told us. And we never resolve the situation. And in our mind, there is an assumption. There is a like, okay, that was the situation. But maybe sometimes after years, we might realize by meeting that person that this is not what was meant. But inside it is creating all kind of toxin mental um, environment. Uh, any another uh, type of mental um, toxins anything we cling to because of selfish attachments so see there is a lot to contemplate on to it is really an invitation to go deeper and study into the self uh, contemplating and being very honest uh, what are you experiencing internally because your external life just is a reflection of your internal environment 
it just keeps reflecting to your back maybe it just sounds so uh, cliche right but it is so purity of our inner environment is very important it so if it's pure then the world and the reality around us will reflect that purity second niyama uh, is contentment santosha principle so this uh, principle is inviting us to be here and now to be present and to be content in this moment really to develop and to learn and to remind the self through the breathing one of the ways one of the powerful ways to stay present another in another way how this principle is important is that nothing uh, not everything in life is in our hands not everything we can control we can control how other people act we, we cannot control certain environmental um, situations, right? Very, uh, I'll give you a simple example. Uh, many times it happened, we were practicing yoga, we practicing asanas and breathing, and we go into this uh, shavasana, everyone is relaxing, and, and there are a lot of flies in the air. It's outside practice, a lot of flies or mosquitoes and people get annoyed and uh, oh, it's destroying, I couldn't do my yoga because of flies. So this is where this principle, this very important yoga principle is uh, where we practice contentment. Contentment is being practiced by gratitude. So our mind is very easily to fall into that very frustrating kind of a way of thinking uh, veining, complaining, this is wrong and that is wrong and that is wrong and we are not, we cannot anyway change reality by complaining. Uh, again, it's not about suppressing, of course sometimes we feel angry, there is unpleasant situation, whatever is that, we feel angry. Nothing wrong with feeling that way. Rather, it is redirecting, taking the lesson right receiving we understand okay there is a certain lesson and we redirecting our mental focus towards gratitude all right i'm really being angry about this unpleasant situation annoyed but okay is there anything i can find something what i'm grateful for and it will take a huge effort because ego mind will again a, a very much addicted to the complaining and whining and negativity and it will take and the, the gravity of it is much stronger the pull of the neg negative thinking is much stronger so it is an effort and it is a practice uh, and through the constant repetition as okay every time I will face unpleasant experience I can't change it so I will redirect my thinking towards gratitude. Okay, what is that I'm grateful for? And making in the beginning, it will be very hard. Very hard and effort will be very great. But with the time, it will be easy and it will become a habit. And it's true. 
it will become every time already situ unpleasant situation coming the first reaction is okay it is a lesson it is something for me to learn here i'm grateful and this will open up the window to look at the situation in a very different view and it's giving us a lot of strength a lot of feeling of being empowered so um yes guys i was really trying to make it so short into 20 minutes but at the same time i can see it's already more than 30 minutes but just stay with me it's so important it's so uh um, it's so essential for us to put it into our life, especially when we practice yoga, right? When we call ourselves yoga practitioners, these are the principles which are to be embodied. Even if you don't practice yoga, these principles will shift our life, will shift our reality. Uh, so next principle, next niyama is tapas. Also very hard to understand really. In a simplified way, it is a discipline. It is a spiritual effort. And without tapas, we cannot succeed anywhere. We cannot become a successful musician, uh, dancer, writer, athlete, anything, right? Uh, succeed in business. So discipline is the key. So... Uh, do we want to practice, uh, do we want to meditate or are we in the mood or not in the mood? So, so this principle is important. So, that, so it should not depend on if you want to succeed in anything. Um, depending on our moods is not, will not take us somewhere very far away. So the discipline is the key, the, uh, the, really that spiritual effort um, is, very, uh, is very important. So it's a great reminder, discipline should be there. Uh, it is a great and, and it's also uh, tapas sometimes is translated as a pain, pain as a way to uh, uh, accepting pain. And um, <clears throat> not in a way that you have to, you know, um, become that victim and to create all, all the time painful experiences because it's the only way. No, it's more of that. Uh, the example could be like when we go to the gym, right? And we feel the muscle feel the pain, right? But it gives the growth and it gives the strength to the muscle, right? So we will experience some pain, but next time we'll call to the gym, uh, <clears throat> the pain will be less, right? And it is with everything. Uh, in sometimes in with meditation, we will give ourselves promise. Okay, I need to wake up really early or at specific time or go somewhere, and it, it will it will create certain mental pain. Like I really don't want to do that, right? Next morning, uh, so it is creating certain kind of pain. Uh, but when we do it, it making us stronger, right? So tapas practice, discipline is something to embody. Uh, <clears throat> principle nine. So we have, guys, we have two more principles. Stay with me. Svadhyaya. Svadhyaya. Self-study or study. 
principles is um, one of the way to understand it. We um, so f- especially uh, since um, this uh, in yoga sutras, this uh, svadhyaya is for yoga practitioners and um, way for yogis for yoga practitioners is not a way follow blindly and to believe blindly anything guru says anything written no it is a way of practice it is a way of experience of a personal experience it is a way of contemplating a very important for us um, through this practice of swadhyaya to really that a healthy ability to doubt healthy ability to question everything in this in daily life this principle is you know we receiving some kind of news about person about something what is happening in some country and we very often just taking anything what we hear for granted anything we don't question a lot of us we don't question nowadays oh this is what happens how 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 much are you sure that it's really happened and it happened the way it was told so principle is important one of the ways really it's not that developing that attitude of disbelief i don't believe anyone everyone is lying no it is something really um again moderation right so we don't need to become a fanatic and extreme yoga is not a way of extreme of being extremist in everything so it's something to think that well is it truth and really check through your own experience you don't need to uh, you know in your mind straight away immediately to say truth or false truth or false take your time take your time and make it put the subject in some kind of open space in your mind and think okay i don't know about this yet and maybe there will come experience in your life and you will be able to 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 place it as it a false or is it a truth another way uh to practice this principle is to study uh, scriptures written by wise enlightened people again contemplate not just accumulating of intellectual knowledge oh i read that and i know this and i know that it is not accumulation of a theory it is really contemplating contemplating what is that what i read how i can apply how i can practice in into my in a life in in my life And tenth principle, uh, or yoga principle, is and uh, fifth uh, niyama is Ishvara Pranidhana, and it can be translated as surrender to the highest consciousness, to the divine, or worship to divine. It's really uh, again mastery of this principle uh, is very hard really and the person in the scriptures is written if someone who mastered ishvara pranidhana is a great one of the greatest yogis that one of the way to to understand that that is ability to to surrender to some to the greater force to something 
which is more than our own little ego mind, to something more than our thoughts, to something more than our body, so that ability to surrender to the highest force, to trust, to trust the wisdom of divine in whatever there are different words you can call it uh, universe the source the absolute god shiva all kind of words doesn't matter but since this scripture is not it's 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 not attached to any specific religion so he opened the statement very he op he made it very open way so it's surrender to divine to higher consciousness also, another way is very important that realization and state of being in which we do not um, attach to the fruits of our actions and we don't say, I did this, I wrote this book, I gave my energy. You know, a lot of people and many of us we talk, I, I, I talk. I also thought about it this way in the past. I gave my energy. So if you really think deeply, it is not my energy what I gave. This energy is from divine. I'm not producing it. This energy in abundance being given, right? So and so if we develop it's guys, it's very deep. It's this principle, realization of it will make life so much easier, actually. <clears throat> when we, especially, I apply it in my session, when you, I used to think, oh, I give a session and I give my energy and, oh, these people, a lot of people will come and I only rely on my own ego, on my own limitation, on my own body and on my own knowledge. I stress myself so much because there always will be something what I don't know enough, I didn't have that experience, I don't have the right knowledge. But when I started really to surrender before every session and just let the divine to speak through me and just really surrendering to the highest notes, I'm not, I'm letting my body to be the vessel and let the divine to manifest. And a lot of times you will hear from writers or musicians, they will say, I didn't write this book. I didn't uh, create this um, piece, uh, that this uh, music. Uh, it was a kind of, uh, I channeled it. So they don't take the credit. A lot of uh, creative people, they don't take the credit for what they create. So that's trust to the highest force, to the highest wisdom, letting go of that little, uh, that, that we have to, fully rely and depend on our ego little self and open up that there is a higher wisdom and really allow it to flow allow it to support us allow it to assist us and to stop thinking that i did this my energy your energy his energy no the energy is divine the energy doesn't belong to us just allowing us to flow and allowing us to freely to receive so these are 10 yogic principles. Take um, one of the way to go deeper. Maybe take one principle, take one yama or niyama and practice for the one whole day. 
or the full week or the full month really master and concentrate on it or if you practice daily meditation you, you the one of the principle you can take as a something as a focus of the meditation for example today is non-harming sit in meditation and concentrate in what ways allow this principle to open up itself in what ways you really can embody this principle because knowing about it it's not enough embodiment practice this this is when um, it makes sense and it gives uh, importance i hope this episode is helpful for you as a good reminder um it's a reminder for myself also a way to continue to master to practice and uh, let us encourage each other especially if we are yoga practitioners for these principles to become the core of our life to core of our day daily activities the way we are relate uh, the way we are with ourselves the way we are with people with plants with animals with the world around us I'm sending you lots of love and may this episode be heard and be absorbed, understood and embodied for the greatest good of all. Now let us take a few deep breaths, connect to each other heart to heart. Thank you for listening, for hearing and embodying this wisdom